Law Matters is paid for by Law Matters Nonprofit Organization. Opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily those of KVOI or its sponsors. National media continues to promote negative headlines intentionally designed to diminish the rule of law and those whose job it is to enforce it. We want you to hear from the source rather than a misleading soundbite. To keep this conversation going, support us on the lawmatters1030.org website. It's time we listened to and said thank you to those who spend their lives protecting us. Now let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I have a few announcements before we get started. We're looking for a team for the Elder Tour Tucson bike ride. So if you're interested in riding a bike and supporting Law Matters, give me a call. We'd like to put a team together and see what we can do. Tear up Tucson. Okay, also, we're looking for board members, people who are interested in helping to support what we do. If you're interested, send me an email. Our website is lawmatters1030.org. Okay, in the studio, we have Teresa, and Teresa lost her son recently to fentanyl. On the phone, we have Josephine, who lost her daughter. She's calling in from Prescott. And we also have DEA ASAC. Polo Ruiz, who is going to keep us all honest and straight. So, so, Teresa, I'd like to start with you. Tell us, tell us what happened with your son because you showed me some pictures. He's good-looking young man. He looked very healthy and happy. Thank you. What happened? So, my son Jacob, he was uh, 31 years old, and on May 30th of 2020, he had used cocaine that had fentanyl in it. And uh, drove up to see about eight paramedics trying to revive him. Um, He had been dabbling with cocaine, and I'm pretty certain that he had no idea that fentanyl was in the cocaine that he was using, as do most people, right? They don't know what they're getting when they're using drugs most of the time. Uh, So I lost my only son. Um, Actually, 30 days after my mom passed, I lost my son. So I had a double whammy with uh, two deaths within 30 days. That's really, I can't imagine. Yeah, it was hard. Josephine, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? I can. Josephine, I'm sorry for your loss. Tell me tell me what happened with your daughter. What was the circumstances? Um, Ashley uh, was 26 years old, and um, I'm sorry. I get super emotional every time I talk about it, so I'm going to try to keep it together. Um, on May 20. 20- of 2021, my daughter used half of a tablet that she believed was Percocet. Um, Ashley had some untreated mental health issues. She self-medicated with marijuana uh, routinely, daily. Um, she abused alcohol daily. Um, but as far as pills and and fentanyl never that I know of but you know moms never know truly um, she used half a tablet of fentanyl she was um, without oxygen for 33 minutes before paramedics arrived and subsequently died three days later because my husband and I had to disconnect her life support which was the absolute hardest decision that I, myself and Miss ever have had to make and still grieve and deal with every single day. So 
not only do we grieve her loss, but we grieve a decision that we made yeah. out of love. It's extremely painful, and that was over two years ago. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you get over that, if ever. You don't. You, if, don't, you don't get over it. You get through it, or at least you try every single day. I'm actually driving in my vehicle. I thought you were. I could grief, tell you were driving. From, yeah, from grief counseling. I went to grief counseling that started at seven this morning. So I finished up, got in my vehicle, and called in. So I, it's, it's excruciating, you know, just to get through every single day is excruciating. So so when you go to grief counseling, and Teresa, have you been to grief counseling? No, I haven't. So, so how, do you, how do you cope? Because I, I'm just really curious how this works. Well, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Teresa. No, for me, um, I've dealt with a lot of loss. I lost my husband in 2009 to a heart attack. And so that was a really hard loss for me. Um, and for me right now with Jacob's loss, which is a huge one, when you lose a child, it's the worst loss you can ever imagine. Um, so what, what keeps me together, I believe, is doing the advocating and the bringing awareness uh, about this drug. And I think with that, it keeps me, my brain occupied. Um, there are times I'm in my car and I just start crying or I just, I talk about Jake in a certain, you know, certain something. Remember, yeah. If I remember something and then I just start crying. Um, his birthday is going to be next week, the 18th. And that's going to be hard when I go to his grave. So, um, you know, I, it's those instances, you know, I want to ride in the L tour for him, you know, and so this, it's the memories that get you and, you know, I tear up right now as I'm talking about it, but what's helping me is just bringing awareness about this drug because I want to try and save as many people as I can, or just bring the, you know, let them know if they want to use the drug after that, then it's on you. But if I can tell someone, a parent or, or child, what happened to my son, that brings me peace and it helps me get through this. And I think that's a good grief counseling for me personally, but each person has their their, their way. way of coping. Their so. own way. The person who gave your son the drugs, were they arrested? No, we didn't, we never found out who, who did it. Was? I know they took his phone, um, but they, he had an um, iPhone and it's really hard to get in, but apparently the TPD, um, they can get in somehow, but they never found, I believe I know who it was. And, um, I always say God will take care of them. You know, we won't get justice in this world, but but my, you know, God will get the justice that we did not get. Josephine, did did they find out who gave your daughter the drugs? Oh, oh yes. Um, when Ashley had been poisoned um, and at the emergency room, her boyfriend actually brought us her telephone, which was not locked. We were able to trace the entire conversation back to where the drugs were purchased, how much they were paid for, and by whom. Um, and actually, the delivery method. This drug dealer was so emboldened, she drove um, fi over 50 miles to meet her from Glendale, Arizona. I live in Prescott. So this drug dealer lived in Glendale, Arizona, because I live in Yavapai County, and it's at that time, it was very difficult to find pills. Uh, we have something here called 
uh, Matt Force, and we have something here called PANT, which is Prescott Area Narcotics Task Force. So they're very, very good about controlling the drugs. I'm not saying we don't have a drug problem in my community. We do. But it's, it's much more, uh, the punishments are much more severe here. Um, this person drove from Glendale, met my daughter in Black Canyon City. Um, within 24 hours of Ashley's poisoning, Can't Prescott Area Narcotics Task Force, got a search warrant for Ashley's phone. They had possession of her phone. And within 24 hours of that, that woman was in custody. That woman is in custody today. Good. And she refuses to take a plea deal. Um, so we're, we're going to be going to trial in February um, of 2024, even though Ashley died in uh, May of 2021. Um, and she will not, unfortunately, be charged with manslaughter or be charged with any murder charges. Um, Why? In, in her because there is no law in the state of Arizona. That is something that when you talked about coping skills, that's something that my husband and I are working on as far as getting legislation passed. That's my passion. Um, we, we are fighting desperately, mm-hmm. my husband and I, in um, Ashley's honor. The law mm-hmm. actually dropped by our legislator in my district. His name is Huang Nguyen. He dropped a law that twice now, two legislative sessions, and named after her. It's called the Ashley Down Act, and it is um, for drug-induced homicide prosecution. So if you sell a drug that ultimately takes someone's life, you will be charged with homicide. Um, and unfortunately, we can't get it passed through legislation. That's actually how Teresa and I met. Um, is fighting, both of us fighting not only for education and prevention and rehabilitation, but also for legislation. Because when you take someone's life, you take someone's life, and you need to be charged for that. Um, And so at this time, there is no law in the books. There is a manslaughter law, but that doesn't apply in in my daughter's case. And it doesn't apply in many cases. So sadly, in Teresa's case, that person has not been caught that sold Jacob's drugs. In my case, oh, she's been caught, and she's sitting in Camp Birdie Jail. Um, but she won't, she won't ultimately be charged for that. The one good thing is her criminal history is against her. She has 14 felony counts of drug dealing and drug distribution in the state of Arizona. And they keep letting her out? They keep letting her out. She gets convicted. She gets charged. She pleads, whatever. She does a short stint in jail. And then she's back on the street to kill people like my daughter. This time, she, um, when she was arrested, she was out on bond back in May of 2021. She absconded for 13 months. But then there was a warrant issued for her arrest by a, a Yavapai County judge. And um, she was picked up, and she has not, by pants, again, Prescott Area um, Narcotics Task Force actually did a sting operation and got her in Glen, uh, Phoenix. They went from Prescott to Phoenix, got her, and she's been in custody since June 16th of 2022. And she will not get out until court, until um, something happens with the court. And um, that's, Hello, uh, what that's could she be looking at for sentencing? Well, uh, maximum 
said, oh, I'm sorry, maximum in our county, um, according to the county prosecutor, with all of the charges against her at this time is 37 and a half years is the maximum time she could get. But there are other charges in addition to what happened to Ashley. So, so 37 and a half years, would they take that and add it to the other charges and just keep adding years? Or is it like one sentence and, you know, three weeks and you're out? Yes. Uh, it, it depends. It depends on uh, what the judge's assessment on during that time, and the and uh, actually with pretrial, the pretrial officer when they start looking at the file, if they they see the, the individual had uh, long uh, past drug history, criminal history, then they will add it on. But sometimes they will just do it uh, uh, as as uh, as a matter of okay, we'll just hit the thirty seven years. But then well, sometimes what happens in on the state side is that they get off of uh, what's called good time, um, where they're able to cut that in half, and from the 37, it goes into the half, and then from there, sometimes they get some other concessions where they're able to say, okay, I plead guilty, and from that point, they drop it a little more. On the federal side, you get the the mandatory time where you don't get any type. So when we come in on the the federal side, we'll coordinate with the U.S. Attorney's Office, when you're given that, you're gonna you're gonna serve 20 years. You're gonna give you're gonna get the whole 20 years, not half to, uh, for a good time. So, would this have been better to prosecute them in the federal side or the county side? It, it, it depends. It goes on a case by case basis. I okay. mean, uh, for instance, for DEA in Arizona, we have different uh, uh, teams set up here, here down here in Tucson and one up in Phoenix. Well, we're able to look and go to the U.S. Attorney's Office, for instance, here in Tucson, and there's actually a really great uh, uh, U.S. Attorney, Stephanie Hefford, and we go and we go by case and we go through the evidence because it is a little bit difficult to, at times, when you're trying to prove that these individuals are, uh, you got to go on the evidences, the camera, video, if there's any video camera, the text messaging. And unfortunately, right now with our phones, we've gone dark where there's some stuff that we cannot get. But we will do the best we can in order for us to get the search warrant to get into the phone. Because a lot of times they're using Snapchat, they're using Facebook, they're using Instagram to communicate. And that's why for us, it's important for us to be here. Not only that, sending the message is to start looking at the stuff that our kids are doing. Yes. On the, on, uh, and who their friends are. But... Uh, it's, it, it goes, we, we also have a great relationship with the Arizona Attorney General's office, so we can go each either one, and whichever one we feel that we're going to get, be able to get the hammer on, and a lot more flexibility with the judges, then we'll go with that one. Uh, there's at times on the district, uh, doing the federal side, they require more things, so sometimes it doesn't pass that le- that level of where we should try to get uh, more of a hammer. So that's why we end up going to the state or local side. That makes sense. Yes, it's, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have to commend you, Josephine, for not just sitting back, for actually being proactive and trying to get these laws changed. Yes. Thank you. That's, Thank you. that's huge. And it's it obviously needed. So what's our law here? I mean, this is... What do you do here in, in Pima County? Well, here, uh, for instance, here we work with uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office and also with uh, the Arizona Attorney General's Office, and depending on it with the Pima County uh, 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 attorney. And we sit down in, in, a, in a working table, 
and we talk about all these different things that we're doing together. And we, we, we determine, okay, where are the evidences? What can we do? Uh, and we trace back to the actual moment of where we're trying to see, okay, uh, who actually gave that pill? Uh, we had a situation that occurred here in northern Arizona where uh, there, there was an individual of, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, there, that there was a, uh, in San Diego area, there was a, uh, the son, he was in the Navy. He came up to, uh, to, to see the, the, the father, the biological father in Phoenix. From there, unbeknownst to us, he got a, a, picked up some pills and he went up to northern Arizona and uh, Flagstaff area and he, and he overdosed. He, he got a pack of six. So, of course, we started going back and started working with the Coconino uh, County Sheriff's Office. And in Phoenix, we were trying to go to the, the video cam uh, coverage and anything that we can get our hands in. But unfortunately, we couldn't go there. Uh, we, we, we did, but the, there was no the, the video footage that it had with, uh, uh, wasn't uh, being recording. Uh, so there are so many things that come into play. But we will go after those individuals who are giving the lethal dose to, to our, our, our children. And uh, so there's nobody that's going to walk away with this, even though, like, for instance, in my organization, uh, we go after the cartel organizations that are causing havoc on our streets, not only uh, uh, internationally, but over here in domestic. Uh, we will, and that's why we worked together with our local partners. So here with uh, Chief Kazmar and also with uh, Mr. Nanos from the Sheriff's Department here, we, we actually have task forces set up within in my office and other offices where we, we talk about these specific cases and what we can do. And uh, we have Operation Overdrive that we just uh, culminated last year. Yeah. And yes, and that was to help out here in the, uh, the city of Tucson, but not only the city of Tucson, but also Or Valley with Miss Miss uh, Riley, Chief Riley up there, and then down in uh, in Marana, and because a lot of times a trafficker when they're 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 uh, selling their drugs, they don't know the boundaries, you know, and they'll cross over to one city to another city, and what they feel maybe it's the the police is on them on, for instance, on Oracle and Grant, for instance. Uh, then they'll go to another area where they think that the police is not around. Yeah. So that's why we have, we work a lot together. And that's the beauty of here being in, in Arizona and specifically Southern Arizona, because we all know we call each other on the phone and we talk about, hey, what can we do? We have weekly meetings uh, once a week and we talk about all these different ma- these things that come to, and now with the fentanyl uh, epidemic, it's even more apparent that we if there's a necessity to also work with the uh, attorneys. What about the candy? They, they're making this stuff look like candy and actually packaged, sealed packages. And this is this is scary because, you know, Halloween's coming. Yes. What do you do with that? How do you follow that? Well, the, if, 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 if people think, well, why, why would they do that? They're, they're killing off their customers. And they don't care. All they care is about making that money. So what they're doing is they're trying to make it. Uh, it used to be the, the they still make the fake blues, the fake oxies to make it. But now with the multicolor, with the rainbow color, it's enticing these younger kids from going from 
you know, from high school, even before high school, oh, they're going school. after these individuals and they'll give it to them. And, but they don't know what's exactly in there. So they're trying to, to bring in the lethal, the, a lot of times just entice them. It looks like sweet tarts. Mm-hmm. And then they take one, nothing happened. And after that, then what happens is then the next one and next one. But then it could be that next following pill that kills them. Then that's why we, we also had kicked off the one pill can kill. Because oh, yeah. that one pill, that one time can kill you. And people don't know where this stuff is coming from. They don't. Don't, don't. don't even take, you know, college is starting. Don't even take a pill from your roommate. No. You tell them you have a headache. Don't worry about it. Don't take a pill. Go to the store and buy your own yes. from the store, not somebody's midnight trunk sale. Yeah. And Sherry, and, and the thing is, 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 it's exploded because talking about going back about four years, we weren't even talking about fentanyl. We were no. talking about methamphetamine. We were yeah. talking about heroin, of course, and remember. cocaine. Yeah. But four years ago, we were not talking about this. Right now, our the DEA has seized over 26 million pills here in Arizona this calendar year. Just in Arizona, Just in folks. Arizona. And, and overall, and nationwide, it's been it's almost uh, 50, a little over 50 million. We're, pa- we're surpassing last year's, uh, clearly by almost we're going to double it, unfortunately. It's a good thing because we're hitting them, right? But it's just telling you that the, the market has, has pushed over to, they're, they're pushing more of that stuff out there to get more people addicted. And uh, a lot of people say, well, they can lower, but you don't know how much. It only takes... The equivalent to about 18 grains of salt is a le- lethal dose. That's two milligrams. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I know they're using young kids, little kids, yes. who don't even have driver's licenses to drive illegals across the border and, and doing some really crazy thing. Are they doing the same thing with drugs? Are they asking these kids to transport drugs? Most definitely. They uh, actually, they look a lot more for uh, U.S. citizens right. that are here in Tucson, Nogales, Servista, Douglas area that are able to cross over because they're U.S. citizen and they're like in high school age. They'll stand, these drug dealers will be outside the high, the high school's and they'll like uh, start profiling these individuals and say, "Okay, hey, look, I can give you a couple hundred dollars if you you end up going across." And then from there, the person body carries it. There are many times they'll body carry it. They'll uh, strap it onto their legs to their body, and then from there they'll bring them up here to the north, and they'll give them a couple hundred dollars for that. But they don't realize. They think, "Okay, well, you know what? You're a juvenile. Nothing's going to happen to you." The great thing here is that we actually coordinated with the. For instance, down in Santa Cruz County with Mr. Silva, that in, nobody gets by. And if you're, even as a juvenile, if you get caught with this stuff, we will go to the fullest measures to uh, prosecute. You coordinate with the uh, Santa Cruz County uh, Attorney's Office to get you prosecuted, and also here in Pima County. Now, they say, you know, oh, you're a juvenile It'll be wiped off your record because they're not going to charge you as an adult. Well, guess what? You're committing an adult crime. You're going to get charged as an adult. That is correct. And we have, I've had many cases that that has happened. And unfortunately, it's sometimes too where, where uh, they get on Facebook, they get on Instagram, and uh, these, these organizations, these cartels, and uh, they actually, they go into there and they entice them. They say, you want to earn easy money? Here's a couple hundred dollars. And to, for, to just drive. Yes. And it's just for a, a 15, 16-year-old 
two, three hundred dollars is like, oh man, that's a lot of money. That is a lot right? of money. So, and it's just simply to me too. for them. Cost. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's crazy how they entice these kids and they don't tell them the whole story. They're just using them. Yes. And they end up in jail or they end up dead. This is not the road you want to go down. So, a parent, and I'm I've got somebody in mind. A parent who has a son or a daughter who doesn't have a job, but doesn't seem to run out of money, you have to be a little curious. Where are you getting your money? What are you doing? Yes. And, you know, they might not use drugs, but if they're selling them, that's even worse. Mm -hmm. That's even worse. So what type of signs, what clues, what red flags should parents be looking for with their child that doesn't necessarily use drugs, but, you know, seems to be very flush and can buy you appliances and all kinds of stuff. Well, a, a lot of times, Sherry, it, well, for, uh, on the law enforcement side, it, it's about, first of all, it's, it's who you hang out with. It's the friends that you, you associate with. Uh, and th- at what we have found is that many times that the uh, friends in, in the school and people that they're in connection now with the digital age with Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, it's finding out those, those, those friends and then talking to those parents. But a lot of times what we see is they start uh, on their own, like you said earlier, as they start buying clothes on their own and, uh, and they start uh, hanging out and always on their phones uh and uh, or maybe even have two phones yes it, well yeah well i have two phones <laughs> yeah I, I, I noticed that i'm a little suspicious <laughs> <laughs> well i have to one is for work and one is for another thing but of course yeah it's the other thing we're worried about <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but but a, a lot of times it, it it goes into that just for, uh, the main thing is is uh, is uh the friends and then from there, it goes into the, not only the friends in school, but also the uh, other network of friends on the outside. And who are they talking to? And many times as parents, we get so wrapped up in our jobs and all these different things that we don't, and as they start getting older, the kids don't sometimes listen to us. Yeah. But I, I was just telling my, my, my son here that every day my mom used to come into our house, I mean, to my, my room my brother and I, uh, our, uh, our room, and she used to do like a mini search warrant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in yeah, here? And yeah. Would, we, my, my brother and I would return. It's like, Mom, we, she she went through that stuff. And then, you know, and then it's like, but there was a reason for it. Yeah. There's a reason for She's it. She's trying to keep you safe. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. So uh, uh, many times it's checking out if you can as, as a parent. Uh, I know it seems uh, somewhat... Uh, uh, searching their stuff it seems kind of out there but going it's through their house. backpacks going through their, mm-hmm. their 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 pockets going through their stuff and then finding out who that friend is mm-hmm. and if you can get involved in the school somehow volunteer one day or another finding out those parents of those individuals because it could be that wrong one wrong move and yeah. uh, you get a, a, a an individual who's naive and all of a sudden that person maybe has something and it's oh no it's not nothing's going to happen nothing happens but it could be that next time something happens. And here, now you're dealing with fentanyl, mm-hmm. which fentanyl will, will kill you. I mean, it's not that these other drugs won't kill you, but these other, but the fentanyl is... It's, it's lethal. Yes, yeah, it's lethal. I mean, it's 70 times more uh, potent than morphine. 
So, I mean, you're talking some really, uh, uh, and, and sometimes they have, they do these mixtures with methamphetamine or with cocaine, and then an exorce, and of course, uh, xylazine, mm-hmm. uh, that's even more deadlier. And xylazine is a, a you know it's a sedative that they use on animals. Uh, fentanyl, they do script it. They, they meaning that uh, at the hospital, if you have a gunshot wound or you have some uh, an ailment that you need something to to help you get through the day, they'll they, they will uh, prescribe it. But now with xylazine and the mixture of that, I mean that's another. Is this years. over the counter? Or is this something that the no, cartel no, no. This, are the, mixing up? No, this is something that has to be script. Fentanyl okay. and xylazine have to be. Uh, but it's it's the new thing that's coming out. That's correct. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this. You got it. I want to know about that second thing. This is Nathan Chabin, producer for Law Matters. I have a goal to reach, and I need your help. I want to put the DEA out of business. That's right, the Drug Enforcement Agency. If you have an addiction problem or know someone who does, please reach out to lawmatters1030.org and click the DEA tab for more information. Reaching out is the first step. We have the resources if you have the will. You can beat this demon and help me put the Drug Enforcement Agency out of business. Law Matters Live Show works hard at keeping you informed on current issues from all law enforcement agencies, including any changes in both the tax and mortgage loan rules. I host the show as a volunteer. My real job is working for a mortgage broker with over 20 resources in residential, commercial, jumbo, as well as a reverse mortgage company whose new rule is offering tax-free money to those 55 and older, qualifying for up to $4 million. If you want to learn more, call me after the show at 520-310-9900. Saving lives means staying informed. Knowing the dangers of using counterfeit prescription pills can help those you care about and keep our community safe. As a parent, educator, neighbor, or friend, we all play a role in building safe and healthy futures for ourselves and our loved ones. Do your part. Take the first step today. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com to access education, prevention, and treatment resources. Counterfeit prescription pills laced with fentanyl are deadly. Be their protector. Be informed. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com. This is Deputy Chuke with Pima County Search and Rescue, reminding you that infants and toddlers do not experience heat as adults do. Consider this when bringing your young ones on a hike in temperatures of over 80 degrees. You do not want to risk that child having heat stroke or being arrested for child endangerment. If you're thinking of a trek through nature, plan ahead, look ahead, and use your head. Your future depends on it. Save your phone's battery life so when you get lost, we may contact you. Wearing bright colors that can be seen from a distance helps the effort. Thanks for staying with us. Our guests today are... Josephine's on the phone from Prescott. Teresa's in studio, and we have DEA ASAC Polo here, and we've been talking about his second phone. But, <laughs> <laughs> Josephine, I know you're active up there. Are you still with us? I am. I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> How long does it take to get a law passed? What steps do you have to go through to make that happen? Well, I... I am incredibly blessed. I have the, I, I'm, I'm biased, but I have the most amazing legislator in my district. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the morning, the day after Ashley died, 
I called him. He drives from Prescott to the Capitol every day to work and drives back for $30,000 a year. So I'm just going to say that high five. Thank you, Kwong. You work, uh, he works day and night. And for minimum, it's not about money for him. So I just want to give him kudos. But I called him at 6 a.m. I hadn't slept all night uh, after Ashley had died. I called him and he was driving to Phoenix. And he spent two hours on the phone with me. Um, I was hysterical um, about losing her. And what, what, what is he going to do? about the fentanyl crisis, because I did not know anything about fentanyl. And I'm a retired registered nurse. The only thing I know about fentanyl, or knew at that time, was it was given for pain as a prescription medication for, I mean, high levels of pain, cancer. It wasn't a recreational drug that I knew of. I mean, um, and why would I know something like that? But I spent two hours on the phone with him, talking to him, basically begging him, you know, we need a law. We need these people to go to jail for murder. Yes. They're killing our kids. And this isn't a joke. This isn't selling pot or a joint in the high school bathroom. This is this is serious stuff. And if you know anything about fentanyl, it'll kill you. So if you're a drug dealer and you're selling it, you are peddling poison. You are dealing death for dollars, period. And the people are like, you know, there's the whole crying side of the aisle that says, oh, the dealer is just trying to support their habit. No, they're not. They're killing people. If you're selling fentanyl, you're a serial killer and you should be held accountable, period. Um, And so I spoke to him on the phone that morning at 6 a.m. Within a month, um, he had legislation drafted with my county attorney at the time. Her name is Sheila Polk. She had drafted this amazing legislation. It was dropped into, um, you know, into the pool of laws to be reviewed by the, the committees. And um, I testified for that the first year. That would be in 2022, January of 2022. And unfortunately, it made it unanimously out of the Judiciary Committee, but did not pass to move on to the Senate. Why? Um, and. Uh, because we have we have a county attorney. I'm just going to put her on blast. She is down in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Let's just put her on blast. What's mm-hmm. her name again? Um, I think it's Laura Conover. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's a, that's kind. What happened? Use her name. Um, she is a disgrace. She believes that no laws are needed when our children die. She believes that manslaughter is enough um, when when your child dies. Even when they know they're selling the drug, the manslaughter law does not apply in my daughter's case because she had alcohol in her system and she had marijuana in her system, both of which those quantities on her toxicology report would not have killed her. What killed her was five milligrams of fentanyl. That'll kill two and a half people. We just heard the DEA tell you how much will kill you. She had five. She had five in her system, but we cannot prosecute for manslaughter because she smoked pot too. And there was pot in her system and some alcohol. So Laura Conover, that's, that's what we call her because that's her birth name. She's a disgrace. And she stood there in front of Judiciary Committee 
saying we don't need a law. We don't need laws to help our kids. We don't need to prosecute drug dealers because, you know, they're really just users trying to support their habit. And we're doing everything we can to get them the help they need. Well, my daughter's never going to get help. Jacob, Teresa's son, never going to get help. Never have the opportunity to be helped because they were murdered. They were poisoned. They were killed. They were deceived to death. Deceived. They were. Yes. Deceived. They were. It's a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. It is. They were deceived to death for dollars. And we have a county attorney in Pima County that believes, nope, we don't need additional laws. She was the main reason that we couldn't get out of Judiciary Committee. I I blame her and I blame Alex Kalodin, who is a a Republican legislator, who says it's unconstitutional to prosecute drug dealers for killing our kids. Why would that be? Wait a minute. Polo, Polo, talk to me. Why would that be unconstitutional? Because there are multiple drugs. Most kids that are dying smoke pot right they don't just randomly take a pill they, they i voted no on that pot. by the way i want everybody to know i voted no i think it's stupid i voted but... no on that too because pot, pot's where it starts right that's mm-hmm. where it starts yeah. where it starts but so there are some there's a cut there's two legislators that i have uh, contempt for i don't know if you can hear it in my voice and if you can't i'm going to tell you i have a sub- extreme anger and frustration and contempt for two, I'm a Republican. I have no shame in that. I'm going to say it. Two Republican legislators that could have fought harder for these laws and didn't. They laid down and they came up with excuses. And then there's Laura Conover, because I believe that law would be on the books with, if those three people would have gotten on board and, and understood what it means to lose a child. Also understand what it means to stand. Like I speak at meetings for for substance abuse and i speak at many different events that that in my county there's substance abuse meetings and i am a guest speaker and i tell these kids young kids middle schoolers i explain you can't you can't keep doing this there are children that people youth, even adults that are now using fentanyl as a drug of choice because they're hooked they're hooked and we can't we can't stop the sales Right. We can't legislate our way out of this. We can't prosecute our way out of this. OK, there's there's, there's going to be there's there's it's like an octopus. Right. There's many tentacles in stopping the fentanyl crisis. However, we need legislation and we need prosecutors to be on the side of the victim, not the drug dealer. And Laura Conover, I hope you're listening because you are a disgrace. OK. What can we do? On the other side of this, if we have prosecutors and judges who aren't going to follow through and and convict people and hold them accountable for their actions, what can we do, Paulo, on the other side of this to stop the fentanyl situation? Well, well, it, it goes on our side uh, on the criminal on the law enforcement side is for us to do all put all the best evidence against that individual that's given that lethal dose going forth trying to work hand-in-hand with the prosecutor. Uh, like I said, we, we try to go to the three, and meaning on the local, on the state, and the federal. A lot of times for us, because I'm on the, on the federal side, I go directly over to the federal, and, and I, I, I've had far better success there than uh, others. But 
It doesn't mean that I don't go to the others. I do. It just depends on what I, what evidences I have. Now, on the other uh, uh, part is for us to work as putting putting our message out there together and working together to try to to make it work. And we also have things programs that we have actually put together, uh, like for instance the teen, the Teen Academy uh, uh, that we're going to be doing on August the nineteenth. Uh, up there in Phoenix, although the it is full, we are taking names and those interested for the next one. It's to be determined. The purpose of the academy, it, the purpose of the academy, is to educate our youth on dangers we see every day with drugs, and what we do, why we do it, and also to recruit future, future agents. And uh, but also we also have the family summit. And the family summit is being held on September twenty first, and and uh, September twenty first is. Uh, up in Phoenix, and we can give you more information on our website, www.dea.gov. And we'll put it on our website, too. And this is, to me, is the most important thing. Educate your kids. Educate the teachers. Parents need to be educated. And listen to law enforcement. They've got a lot of good information. If we just listen to what they have to say, we'd have safer communities all the way around. But yeah, don't don't think, oh, my child's too young to be involved with this. They're not too young. Eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds. And younger. And younger. Yes. Getting involved with this. And not because they sought it out. It's something that happens. Correct. And you have to be careful, too, who, you're, who your kids are associating with. Yes. Just because you talk to somebody for, you know, six months, a year online, doesn't mean you know that person. So don't go meeting that person. <laughs> and, and you were talking about pills being delivered to the house. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Yes. So what I encourage is that every parent needs to be monitoring their child's social media because a lot of the kids are getting the, the pills off of Snapchat. Uh, they're getting in touch with dealers uh, who put emojis for each pill you know it could be a happy phase for a fentanyl it could be a sad phase for you know each. is there a dictionary or someplace somewhere where there parents is. can there look is. to There's see a, an emoji i have something i think at home and i'm sure D, i think i even got it from yes. the dea we have it on our website yeah so up. if your your child is using emojis check the check. translation that's correct yes on yes. the dea website yes. Yes. So a lot of kids are getting these drugs, they're buying them, and the person's delivering them to their home. They're going to the door, and parents think, oh, my, my child's safe because they're at home. Right. Well, they're getting the pill, going in their bedroom, like Dr. Laura Berman's son, uh, Sammy, had a pill delivered to his home, and they were getting ready to talk to him about what college he was going to go to. And so uh, Sammy went into his room and took the pill parents went in i believe the father went in and found him dead on the on the bed uh-huh. and i've heard of this so many times where they they are walking into the room the parent and finding uh, another uh, girl she was slumped over dead on her computer so this is not uncommon so you think your child is safe in your home but they're not so monitor their social media make sure that you are questioning who's coming to their home and also I always stress, like you said earlier, be careful about pills, taking pills from anybody, because I've known of several people who thought that they were getting a Tylenol, right. and it was a fentanyl, and it killed them. And it t- takes literally, as uh, Paolo said, 
a few granules to kill one person. So, uh, you know, no pills from anybody. And the toddlers that are dying are getting pills or the substance from their parents that are leaving it out. And a little boy, I think he was about four, Cash, as I believe his name. He's on billboards now. He just died, I think, in April. And they show uh, pictures of him on the Internet, on Facebook, of him in his coffin. Now, if that doesn't hit home, I don't know what does. So there's innocent victims because there's a stigma, right, that it's just people who who are ad- addicted to drugs that are that are dying from fentanyl or they're using fentanyl. No, I'm sorry, it's not. It's people that are using it for the first time and they're like um, A students, you know, they're athletic. So it's all walks of life that are dying and rich and famous are dying. Like Little Peep that died in Tucson was found dead on the bus and the other, the country star, um, I can't remember his name, but they found him dead on the street here in Tucson. He had come into town and he, his friend couldn't find him. They found him in an alley, dead. And so it does not care who you are. It does not care your background, your your ethnicity, your your financial status. Fentanyl will kill you all the same. So what I can tell that parents that yes, exactly. Talk to your parent, your children. The parents need to talk to the children. Mm-hmm. Monitor their social media. Monitor their, who they're who's coming to their homes and question it. Don't just think, oh, somebody's coming to the home. Well, they're delivering death is what they're doing most of the time. And you know what? For people to say, oh, my my child's only using, you know, what is it, marijuana. No. Don't start. No. Don't even start. Or they say, oh, not my child. And, and, not and, my and, child. And give, you always have Narcan, naloxone, yes. in your home because that will save a child's life. It'll save an adult's life. It'll save anyone's life. When I try to give Narcan out, people, oh, no, I don't need that. They don't understand that it's any opiate, whether it's a fentanyl, whether it's any other opiate, that can save your life. You it, might have to use six cans of it, but that can save your life. I carry one in my purse with me and I hand it out all the time. And you can get it from a pharmacy now. You can get it from the... the uh, yeah, there's an open prescription. Pima I County, think Doug Ducey did yes, that. Yes. Pima County uh, uh, Health Department. Mm-hmm. And also we have the Good Samaritan Law that if you, you know, somebody's, you're using a drug with someone and they're, they're passed out, you can report it and not be prosecuted. So a lot of people panic and they leave that person for dead. They just take off and they let them die. So, you know, people are, you have to be educated. Like I was never educated about any of this. No, um, I, I, I had an idea. Jacob was using a drug, right? Cocaine about a week or two before he died. I had to talk with him, but it wasn't about fentanyl. It was about being, hanging out with women who are trying to get him involved in these drugs and that's my talk with him and i if i had known about fentanyl i would have told him and he would have said what it could kill me i'm not taking that i'm not using drugs anymore that's just who he was he rode in the altura de tucson he hiked he played tennis he bowled this boy was into all kinds of things drugs were not his thing but he ended up getting into them so that's why i'm saying it could be anybody at any time because you know once you get hooked on something addiction you don't know if you're that kind of a you know have those genes where you're going to be addicted so it can be any person at any time and that's i stress watch what your kids are doing at all times yeah and don't be don't Tell them not to succumb to peer pressure. Yes. Yes. That's the biggest thing. That'll kill you. Yeah. Peer pressure will kill you. So, Paolo, how do you tell people not to succumb to peer pressure? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a talk you've got to have. 
You got to yeah. talk to these individuals and find them an outlet. And at times, you know, it, it's it, you have individuals that sometimes what happens is they they get uh, they're at a party or they're in a car or something along the lines where uh, one of them has something. And he says, "Well, come on, look. If you find something else that you can do." And just remove yourself from that from that situation. It's the best thing you can do. I remember a movie. I don't know if you remember it, uh, The Bronx Tale. I highly recommend it. It's a really good movie with Robert De Niro, and it talks about. And I actually showed my son, and my daughter, that that uh, movie because it talks about all these different things where you have a mafia boss, but then you have Robert De Niro. He's a bus driver, and he, uh, the there's a kid in between, and this kid is, belongs to the bus driver to Robert De Niro. And he sees this mafia boss, uh, Sonny, they call him Sonny, and he wants to be like him. Everybody wants to be like him because he's like always dressed up and he, he has, has lots all this of money. money and all this stuff. But Blood the, money. But the, the, the thing about this is, is that Robert De Niro is trying to teach him the hardworking way. Yeah, look, uh, getting up every single day and putting money on the, on the table, uh, food on the table. And then Chaz, uh, the Sonny, uh, Chess Palmentini is showing him on the other side, but is always looking after him, and and after looking after him is constantly just being on him and finding that outlet. And even though he was a mafia boss, he was actually trying to show him the right way and and being around him. So a lot of times it's just doing the right thing. Didn't and, De Niro just lose his grandson? Yes, he did. Yes, but no. to fentanyl and, and, and it. And, and the saddest thing about this is if people say, well, like I said it before, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, they're killing off their customers. They don't care. All yeah. they do, all they want to do is, 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 is make, money. Uh, make money. Right now, a pill in, in here in Arizona is going for about 50 cents. 50 cents. As compared to a couple of years ago, it was going about maybe $20, $30. So if one thinks, oh, it costs a lot of money to wow. buy these drugs. No, it's 50 cents. You know? And now you take it to the East Coast, it costs a lot more. But here, it, that's, but over 108,000 deaths have, have occurred in this nation due to uh, accidental overdose, accidental poisoning. You know, all these things do, do happen because at one time, maybe, oh, here, here's a pill. And you didn't know what was contained in there, and you take it, and that's what happens. And yeah, don't take pills from people you know, even people you do know. Don't take pills. No. And the, and the thing is, Sherry, is that that's why or we candy. also exactly we have na- a national take back <laughs> where we we actually do it twice a year, but we it's available every single at, at any any single hospital or a, a police department. You can drop off your old old uh, prescription pills that are expired, and that will help you. So that way you don't allow that to to, uh, become, a thing. to be, become available in your own home. Yeah, absolutely. And they do that periodically, and we always announce it when they yes. have the, I think it's called Take Back. National Take Back, correct. And they dispose of them the way they're supposed to be disposed of. If you throw it down the toilet and flush it, it goes into the ground, and yes. every year mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. your plants are, you know, messed up. Okay, what's the name of the... What's the name of the movie again? I'm reading. Oh, uh, The Bronx Tale. The Bronx Tale. If you ever watch it, yeah. I've it, never seen it. No. I, I Have you ever watched uh, Clear and Present Danger? Yes. There is a scene in there that's pretty decisive. I always thought, why don't they just do that and get rid of the cartel? 
Right. <laughs> I know what, what you're talking, talking about. about. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> oh, there's a, there's yeah. another. Excuse me, there's another YouTube that everybody should see. It's called Dead on Arrival. Dead on Arrival. Yes, D-O-A. and they show it. The DEA mm-hmm. shows it. Um, I'm actually holding my son's picture up at the end of it. So look for well, you know, you don't I'll know who I am, but you. look for me. I'll but um, yeah, it's excellent, and it was made by um, Amy Neville. I'm not sure if you're aware for, of who she is, but she lost her son Alex, 14 years old to a fake pill and there's also other parents that are in it but it was based on her story and it's everywhere now i mean it's just like it's shown in schools and it should be shown to every child because it's very impactful i mean it it, it's really is so i i suggest people to see dad on arrival Mm -hmm. absolutely and recommend it to your school maybe they'll show it in the school definitely periodically will do presentations mm-hmm. with the Q&A afterwards. Last week we had one for sex trafficking and sextortion, which is also something that can happen. Your child doesn't even have to leave the house. No. And they can be sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people need to understand your kids are not safe. You let the internet in your house. The whole world is in your house. Mm-hmm. Drug dealers, perverts, you know, you name exactly. it, they're, they're there and your kids are communicating with them. That's correct. And... You know, tell me, what do you know about controls on the telephone and on the computer? Are they effective enough that people can just set it and walk away? Because I know people who do that. No, uh, you, you can't do that. You have to be constantly. I I suggest as a parent and uh, be on the long person side, you put a fake profile and <laughs> and and that yeah. way you can find out your, your child's, uh, who they're communicating, what, what they're doing. And that's the best way to do it. But being constantly, even though you put controls on the phone, there's still not enough. It's still, it, it's, it's, you got to go after that phone because your phone is almost, it's just like a mini computer. Yes. And that's what these, these, these uh, evildoers are doing. They're, they're going after, they're attracting our, our, our youth. They're killing off our youth. And um, yeah, they're they're hiring people they don't know. They're just throwing the net out there. Who's going to bite? I've got two, three hundred dollars here. You drive this. You drive from here to there, and we'll give you this money. Yes, they don't necessarily even tell them what they're driving. That's correct. They yeah. don't. They don't. A lot of times, sometimes they don't even know what they're. They're oh, you know what? Just go across with a car. No big deal. But there's other times they they tell them and say, well, you're going to have to do this. You know, because they have to actually have to strap on. Uh, on their person, uh, the, the pills. Drugs. That's correct. And just imagine they're strapping that to their body, and you're taking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. gross. That's yeah. the whole thing is is gross. Give us a website so that people can go on there and learn. Yes. So we have the DA Arizona Community Outreach at da dot gov, and uh, but you can also anytime that you feel. Uh, uh, you want to learn more about DEA, and I'm trying to recruit some uh, folks uh, to become special agents. Please come down to my office. We're at 6970 South Palo Road, just uh, down the block from you, and uh, we will be more than happy to... Uh, we actually try to... We, we take people from all walks of life, from accountants to lawyers to uh, warehouse managers, anybody that wants to go on this, this fight, we, we go on it. I just hit my 31st year in law enforcement, and uh, for me, uh, it's like uh, still going out there and hitting it. 
I know, 31 years. 31 right? years. Wow. <laughs> just like, whoa, wait a minute. Really? Can you that? Okay, we've only got a few seconds left, so I want to thank everybody here. Yes. Josephine, thank you so much for sharing yep. your story with us. Teresa, both for, of you, I'm so you sorry much, for your loss. Thank you. And I want to I want to work with both of you again. Polos, as always, you're my favorite. Thank you, everybody. Shop local. Stay safe. Law Matters is paid for by Law Matters Nonprofit Organization. Opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily those of KVOI or its sponsors. KVOI Cortero, AM 1030, the voice of Tucson. Trusted local news and talk. Apustos Media Station.